Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, June 20th, 2022. You might recall last week that we spoke a little bit about the Internet of Things and how the decade of the 20s may end up being the IoT decade. It's not quite a wild, wild west out there, but there certainly are issues that need to be solved. Well, this in from the Hacker News. The U.S. Department of Justice on Thursday disclosed that it took down the infrastructure associated with the Russian botnet known as RSOX, collaboration with other law enforcement partners in other locations. Now, the IoT component of this is that this botnet ensnared millions of devices, including IoT devices. And so you have here IoT devices that were used in botnet presumably for DDoS attacks, that's distributed denial of service attacks, email spam, and crypto jacking. It goes on to note that besides home businesses and individuals, several large public and private entities, including a university, a hotel, a television studio, and an electronics manufacturer were victimized by that botnet. Next up from CFO Dive... Most CFOs and CEOs see cybersecurity gaps. Now, a summary of this report talks about, and that the report is from Accenture, fewer than two out of five CFOs and CEOs, or 38% worldwide, believe that their company's cybersecurity adequately shields more than 75% of their operations. The report also goes on to note that companies last year raised their cybersecurity spending to 15% of their information technology budgets, and that the average ransomware payment surged 78% last year to over a half million dollars, fueled in part by the spread of ransomware as a service, business model, and ransomware criminals last year targeted companies in the America in 60 percent of the attacks and demanded an average of 2.2 million from their victims. So the ask was 2.2 million. The actual payment average was 541,000. Now, one quick item about this where I noted that the article talked about the company raising their cybersecurity spending to 15%. I'm not very in tune with the idea of connecting cybersecurity budgets to IT budgets, unless we're very clear about what this means here. If it's cybersecurity as a technical controls type, then I'm fine with it. But if it's cybersecurity as a synonym for information security, which it shouldn't be, then I'm not fine with that. And the reason being is that information security, in my eyes, is a much broader field of discipline than cybersecurity. Cybersecurity, all about the technical controls, Information security, all about risk management. If you want to talk about it in a layers of defense model, that would be, or lines of defense, the cybersecurity is first line and information security encompasses first line plus second line. Following up on this same topic, cybersecurity lapses and SMBs examined. This is looking more so at passwords and password manager usage. And it goes on to say that 38% of employees and managers noted more frequent password manager usage. 
In addition to that, only 37 and 36 percent, respectively, conducted more cybersecurity training sessions and executed new security policies, respectively. Now, the latter, if the security policies were adequate beforehand, then executing new ones would not be necessary. I think the crux of this article is, and it's a short one, is the incredible, incredible efficacy of using password managers in an organization and in your personal life. I have been doing that for more years than I can remember. And I could say that it has definitely been a great tool and a great security add. I will say, though, using password managers with multi-factor authentication is what I would recommend how people use it. From Drive, students defeat new barnacle parking clamp, skip fines, and get free internet. Traditionally, the method that parking enforcement officials would use to get illegally parked car owners to pay the fine is to, at least one way, to restrict the vehicle from movement with a large metal boot that would go on the rim of a tire and be locked in place and you couldn't drive forward with that thing on until you paid the fine and it was removed by the parking authorities. This is a little bit of a different approach. It is, in essence, a large pad that suctions itself to your windshield so you can't really see where you're going. An interesting approach. But it's a new approach, and students can be rather resourceful when it comes to these things. They figured out that all you need to do to take off the barnacle was to run the vehicle's windshield defroster for a period of time, and then you could just use a thin piece of plastic to pop it off. Application of some chemistry and physics there, it sounds like. Others thought that by blocking the signal, by covering it in aluminum foil, might work. But I thought the most ingenious method of approaching this was to, in essence, hijack the SIM card. Each of these has a SIM card built in because it has a GPS tractor, and if it's moved, then that communicates to send an alarm that the vehicle is moved. According to the article, one Reddit user figured out the SIM card had unlimited data and hacked it so that they could tether their own personal cell phone to its network, giving them unlimited free phone data for several months. Certainly not encouraging that type of action, but it does go to show what some thoughtful approaches to solving problems may result in. And if you're interested in learning more of those thoughtful approaches to solving problems related to the cybersecurity space, one really interesting opportunity coming up is a free course about penetration testing, specifically coming to us from Bleeping Computer, Offsec to stream Kali Linux penetration testing course on Twitch. Now, for those who are not familiar, and I stress that because 
Some people who listen to the podcast are more security focused, some are more business focused. So for those who aren't familiar, familiar, Kali Linux is a Linux distribution that contains packages already installed for conducting vulnerability assessments and penetration tests, the types of things that your small and mid-sized business might contract with a consultant or an organization for to look at the security of your organization. But so far as the course here, Offensive Security, the creators of Kali Linux, announced today that they would be live streaming their penetration testing with Kali Linux, the pen-200 slash PWK course sessions on Twitch later this month, and anybody can watch for free. This is a usually a paid course that would be given to help prepare for the Offensive Security Certified Professional or OSCP certification exam. They go on to note that the course is still not free, but the stream is free. So in essence, you can follow along with the course. I kind of like this because it gives me an opportunity to learn something new, not just a little bit more in the Kelly Linux field, but also I had never used Twitch before, and now I'm eagerly awaiting that as a new Twitch user. Finally, there was some cybersecurity drama regarding a conference that played out publicly on Twitter this past weekend. And in 30 seconds, I'm going to have a few thoughts about that. Some of you are probably aware of the drama incident that happened at a cybersecurity conference over the weekend. There was certainly a lot of discussion about it on Twitter. I'm not here to talk in detail about that. I was neither at the conference, nor do I know the individuals involved, nor do I really have much of the story beyond what was publicly shared on Twitter. But that's what I want to address, what was publicly shared on Twitter. Because of the perceptions of both internally how we treat the industry and externally how the industry is viewed. Internally, we have to always remember that ethics is first and foremost. If we don't maintain ethics in all that we do, whether it be working with clients or customers or our business or anybody, partners, then we lose trust. And if information and cybersecurity loses trust, we lose our ability to do our job. There's a lot of talk about loss of trust. And this also goes back to the root cause of this event, which was earlier in the year at another conference. But again, I won't get into details. There's a lot of heated opinions on all sides and some of those rightfully so. I would just encourage everybody to remember that we need it as an industry to keep ethics first and foremost. Now, for the small and mid-sized business folks that may have stumbled upon this drama, I'd like to emphasize that cybersecurity and information security which I explained in the previous segment, the 
at a high level what the differences are, but that they're very much interrelated, intertwined, and are actually parts of each other, is a very passionate industry. Those who are practitioners in the industry across all levels are extraordinarily passionate about what they do and why they do it. And so there's a lot of emotion behind that passion. We all do a pretty decent job of self-policing our industry. I've been very impressed with that over the 30 plus years that I've been involved with the industry, even before the cybersecurity industry actually existed. And this is just another way of us self-policing, I guess you could say. Perhaps maybe as a cybersecurity family, there could have been too much dirty laundry aired, or some might say that not enough has been aired because the problem will not go away without more focus and more spotlight on the core issue. I don't know what the right answer is. I just know that those in cybersecurity and information security are some of the most ethical folks that I've met. There are exceptions. There always are in any industry. And so for the small and mid-sized business owners and, and personnel, I would encourage that don't look at this infighting as a fracture within the, within the industry. Look at it as a methodology to try to do better because we can always do better in all aspects. And this isn't intended, the Twitter storm isn't intended to be a blight on our industry for external. It's just, I think, more an expression internal of using communication channels to try to find solutions where we haven't done the best job yet. I hope that all makes sense. I'm still trying to make sense of what happened myself. Thank you for listening and stay secure.